As it's almost time for the next episode of Star Trek Picard, I've been thinking a lot about the phrase that came up in episode one, fractal neuronic cloning. And I really would like to talk about it on today's episode because I think this is saying a lot more than we, at least I, took it to mean. Initially, when I heard the phrase and heard it in connection with Bruce Maddox, I thought one thing. But as I've kind of chewed it over throughout the week, I've come to some different conclusions, and I'd like to share them with you today on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love, and yeah. I have a lot of stuff to say. I maybe should have said spoiler alert in the uh, intro, but I don't think so. I mean, we knew Data was going to be involved somehow, right? But yeah, this is going to be... I'm not going to say necessarily spoilery, because, well, I am going to be talking about some of the events in the first episode of Star Trek Picard, but it's mostly going to be me speculating on what the phrase fractal neuronic cloning means. And if I'm right, that might be spoilery going forward. So be aware of that. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. Every rating, and especially the reviews, help tell the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen to the podcast, the bigger the community, and the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alrighty then, fractal neuronic cloning. So this phrase comes up when, so uh, before I get into this, you have been warned about spoilers. Remember, spoilers, I'm going to be talking about the episode one, so Bear that in mind. If you don't want spoilers, go watch episode one, come back. All right? Okay. So, fractal neuronic cloning is mentioned when Picard goes to the Daystrom Institute and learns that this is one of the ideas that Bruce Maddox had for making a Sung-type android. In other words, he believed that as long as you could find a single neuron from data, you could clone his entire code. And when I first heard that, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I think some people took this to mean like Android DNA, but I I don't think that's an appropriate way of thinking about it. See, a fractal is a repeating... I'm going to be very simple about this because I went off on crazy math in my last Star Trek episode. So basically a fractal is a repeating pattern that no matter the size, big or small, the pattern repeats visually when you're making the pattern. A neuron is, of course, a neuron. It's a part of your thinking process that fires off when you think. And cloning is cloning. What I have come to believe 
the more I've sat with that phrase and thought about it, is that this is more a theory of consciousness than it is necessarily a statement of how Maddox believed Data's positronic network was programmed. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, there is some data to show that the way our universe functions, it is actually a three-dimensional projection of other dimensional data. In other words, what we actually see is a hologram. What we're actually living in is a hologram. And within that data, there are certain kernels of patterns, certain patterns that repeat over and over and over again, and they make up the structure of what everything is. What it appears to me that they're setting up in this series is this idea that individuals are who they are in the small picture and in the big picture, and that in some ways, the episode that we just saw is a microcosmic rendition of the series that we are going to see overall. In other words, that these repeating patterns are going to happen over and over and over again at different scales. And that is what's important. Now, you may be wondering how I'm drawing all of that off of this one phrase. So, in discussing this, Picard says that something of Data's essence would be preserved. And I feel like we've gotten some confirmation that this is kind of what's happened. Doge has memories of Picard. Older memories, deep memories, that are not necessarily her own. They're memories that are coming from that kernel of data that was used to make her. And if you look at the structure that we're dealing with here, the relationships on the small scale and the big scale are mirroring each other, be it the relationship between Picard and the media, Picard and his aides, Picard and Doge, Picard and Starfleet. We see this antagonistic relationship over difference and acceptance, difference and diversity. And that core concept is going to be repeated over and over again on different scales throughout the story. So for Bruce Maddox to have been able to clone data, they would have had to have found at least a single neuron. Now, what's interesting here is for that neuron to be used to make a living host, it would require the construction of twins. And I've been thinking a lot about that because when we look back at the original series, the only two androids that we know of, well, I'm going to leave, if you will, Data's mom out of this because she appeared in one episode and we don't have a lot of detail about her or her construction. So 
I, I, I can't say for sure if this relates to her as well. I want to spend more time talking about the androids that we do know about, and that's Data and Lore. Lore was created first, and then Data was created. This is what we've been told. This is the basics, as we understand them, in of, of the history of the Sung-type androids. We know before was apparently made earlier, but from what we've learned in Picard, he appears to be a poor or cheap copy of Data. That phrasing has led me to believe that we are eventually going to learn that B4 was made later by someone else attempting to make a Sung-type android, and not necessarily by Dr. Sung himself. I can't prove that, but I just have a feeling just the way that they've said that in the episode so far. But lore scared people. Lore didn't work. There was something about lore, and we don't really know much about lore's life before he's reconstructed. All we know is lore's version of the story, and that is that lore was too perfect, people became jealous of him, and he was seen as a danger. He then makes contact with the crystalline entity, and the rest is, as they say, history. What if the real secret here, what if the real answer that we're going to end up getting is that data and lore had to be made together? That this is why lore was disassembled and they had not gotten a chance to reassemble him? That the coding necessary for creating a song type android created two halves of a whole. And the integration of those two halves needed to occur for everything to be complete. We see Dr. Sung later giving Data a chip that will not only give him access to emotions, but to other things that he didn't have access to, other abilities. We don't know what they are. They're left specifically vague because, well, this gives the writers the ability to play with them, so we see Data later having dreams and what have you. But I'm really wondering if the writers of this series are trying to argue that Data and Lore had to be made simultaneously. And that's the real secret that Dr. Sung learned. Lore didn't function properly on his own, and we don't know why. And we don't know what exactly led to him being deconstructed. It could have been something as simple as Lol. Lol was built, operated fine, and then had a sudden cascade failure in her neural net and collapsed. Maybe Lore had to exist for Data to exist and vice versa. So what I'm hoping that the show is not doing is saying that there is a basic duality in personality that ends up coming out in people that Data was the good half and Lore was the bad half, and that we're going to see this in Soji and Dodge. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that that's where the show is going to be going with this, and I think what we're going to end up finding is that Lore could have been so much more than he was, but it was his own personality and choices. See, Lore wasn't evil by nature. It was that he felt abandoned and rejected by his creator, which led to him acting out and behaving in a way 
that caused him to do very bad things. That it was his choice. Because I think that that's a very Star Trek message. People aren't born good or evil. The circumstances of their lives and their choices lead them down one path or another. And that Data and Lore had the exact same potentiality. But the reason they were able to exist is because Dr. Sung realized that to create the pattern, it would have to kind of divide and make two disparate copies of the code, each with its own nuances, each with its own quirks. Data was good at some things that Laura was not, like understanding people. Well, Data wasn't the best at that, but he was much better than Laura was. And Laura was better at verbal skills. That this duality that we see, we kind of see mirrored in Doge and Soji, at least as we've met them so far. One was in a relationship, was applying to become a part of the Daystrom Institute. The other, so far as we've seen her, seems much more cold, much more detached, and much more focused on her career and less on relationships. Two halves of one whole. And that the real secret that Data and Lore needed to learn is that it was operating together that would give them strength and make them actually work. Think about it. The most dangerous Lore ever was was when he convinced Data to join his side when he tried to take over the Borg, right? And we know that that's going to get brought back up because we know Hugh is going to at least appear in one episode, at least part of one episode, if not a flashback, in this series because, well, we've seen him in the trailers. And so the ramifications of Doge dying, if she is dead, we don't know that she is necessarily dead. Remember, they found no bodies. So... She could still be alive. She could be being repaired somewhere. She could have fled and is healing somewhere. Something. But we know that she's... We don't know what happened to her after the explosion. But Soji presents a very different character from the one that we met in Dodge. Doge. And so I'm starting to wonder if that's what they're going at with this idea of fractals. That we are who we are down to our core, and it's those repeated patterns spiraling out from us that make us complete. That's how you could clone Data's code from just one neuron, because that neuron would contain within it the fractal pattern of all the other knowledge and resources necessary to make a Data, to make a Sung-type android. I'm really stuck on this, why it would make two. And that's why I'm kind of fixated on data and lore. Because, again, with one exception, we only see one Song-type android that functioned well. And the other android is very different from data, and that's pointed out in the show. She has all manner of equipment put on her to make her resemble a human, age like a human. She has a random lifespan built into her. She she is a very different character. And for all we knew, no, it took him making two of her to get a perfect one of her to send out into the world. 
We don't know. We don't know enough about her construction to speculate. But if this type of cloning makes two, this could be what went wrong with Data's daughter, with Lol, and this could be what we're going to... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I'm just kind of obsessing over this, and I wanted to share some of my ideas because it's in that phrase, fractal neuronic cloning, that I think a lot of our answers, both for what's going on with Data, what's going on with the Borg, and what's going on with the Romulans and the Federation. You see, Picard has at his heart the kernel of what the Federation should be and what Starfleet should be. When Starfleet changed in his view, he did not leave Starfleet, Starfleet left him. Which is how he phrases it to the reporter. So, we're going to see Starfleet being able to be restored through the same process of fractal neuronic cloning, possibly, because that one kernel of what it means to be a Starfleet officer will start repeating and be brought out. Da, 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 da. And I think this is what we're going to see in the Romulan storyline. That we're going to see some characters who are going to be part of the underground that wanted to be more like their Vulcan cousins and that were seeking reunification with them. And some that very much went the more imperial way. And we're going to see those two distinct patterns repeating and covering each other. And that this question of patterns and how patterns can be changed is going to make up the heart of what Star Trek Picard is all about. That it's in seeing things as they are. This question of essence is going to be at the heart of this series. It's been brought up with the in relation to Starfleet. It's been brought up in relation to what a refugee is, who should get help. Life is what should be protected, not Romulan life, not Federation life, but life is what should be protected. This question of essence has been so important in the first episode that it is going to somehow impact everything that we have to go. And I can't figure out how the Borg are involved. <laughs> I mean, we know that Sochi is working at a Borg facility that the Romulans have taken over, a Borg cube that they're using with our big dramatic bum 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 reveal at the end of the episode. <laughs> but in the end, I'm not entirely sure where it's going. I just think that that one phrase, though, matters so much more than it looks like. It's not just going to be the heart of the story about Sochi and the Nung type, the Sung, the, the Sung type androids, it, it's going to play into everything with the Borg, the Federation, the Romulans, this idea of these repeated patterns and how they can be changed, how they can be altered, how they can be augmented. That's going to be the heart of the series. Yeah. And of course, we'll see if I'm right this week when episode two comes out, because who knows, they may make a big, profound statement that completely uproots all of my thoughts and thinking, but that's why I need to share it so that I can see if I'm right or wrong, and we can try to tease all this out together, because 
I I am just obsessing over the show, and I hope you are too. It's been very good. If you have somehow listened to all of this and you have yet to watch Star Trek Picard, it's definitely worth watching. It's it is at least so far, and I, I can't <laughs> judge it too much because we only have one episode, but it it is the Star Trek that I've been wanting. Alrighty, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. You can leave me a message with any comments, questions, topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. I'd really like to hear from you. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. But if you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Alrighty. If while you're in those show notes, you'd like to join the project, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. So little as a dollar a month really goes a long way in helping me pay for software, equipment, and hosting, and keeping my lights on, and all those things that I kind of enjoy doing. So thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like either this podcast or anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Alrighty. Oh, I have so much that I want to just kind of blather on about when it comes to Star Trek, and I'm trying not to just turn this into a purely Star Trek podcast, but mm, we shall see what the future holds. Until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye. <laughs>